Hello and welcome to Daddy OFM, broadcasting live from West Hollywood, California. Joining us today in studio is fashion hairstylist Leon Gorman. We'll be talking hairstyling, Ireland, Andy's new hair care line. I'm your host, Jonathan Bukalil, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, mate, and welcome to Daddy wow, OFM. What, a, what an entrance, mate. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed and overexcited. Oh, no, it's great to have you here. I, I ran into Leon um, a little while back. He was shooting down on Santa Monica Pier, and we've been uh, colleagues, and, and uh, we haven't seen each other a lot recently, but uh, it's good to have him back in town, and uh, we're excited to have you here. Today we want to talk to Leon about his career and his life and, and what, what it's been like being a, um, a, a, dare I say, a working class Irishman doing hair in the world of fashion. It's, it must yeah. have been... Working been class hero. Working class yeah, hero. Georgie Best, <laughs> you know. And so what are you doing in LA this time around? Uh, arrived here on Friday. I've been working with an actress, Michelle Monaghan, for the Oscar parties and also the Vanity Fair party last night. Oh, great. You know, which has been nice. And did you get to go to the party? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> only celebrities only. Uh, celebrities, you, know, yeah, you were left yeah. at the door. Oh, well. <laughs> Computer says no. You know? Computer yeah, says no. So. It was interesting to be in L.A. for for the Oscars, I didn't actually go, but I went, you know, going to Soho House and going to all the various, uh, you know, places around town. There certainly is a, a bit of a, uh, a vibe to the town that uh, is kind of similar, I guess, to um, New York when Fashion Week is on. There's just events and parties everywhere, and yeah, it's been yeah, interesting. No, totally, totally. For me, you know, it's the first time I've actually been part of the Oscars in being in America for 20 years. Ah, okay. So I was very excited. But normally I, I don't really work with so many actresses. But right. the last year, you know, I, I met Michelle right. and she's been very loyal to me. So oh, uh, good. And, you know, nowadays there's not a lot of people that are loyal. <laughs> so y when someone's loyal, you glue on to them. Absolutely. You know? so, Absolutely. You know. when, when things turn around so quickly, it's, it's yeah, it's and, and people want fresh and new and everything. But, you know, the point of one of the points of Daddy OFM is, is that I, I think there is value in uh, people that have been in the industry for a while and then they do have things to teach and they're they are still relevant and interesting and creative so let's take it let's go back and i want to talk to you about um growing up in ireland and i just yeah. want to hear your story about what it was like to grow up and give us a bit about your background okay growing up in belfast northern ireland yeah. in the 1970s uh <laughs> let's say it wasn't a very pretty place right uh, I think we had terrorism before yeah. any of the rest of the world really yeah. understood what terrorism was. But the thing about Belfast was uh, the, the spirit of Irish people, because you've nothing to lose. Right. You know what I mean? We all have that built inside us. Yeah. You know, we're very strong natured people, yeah. you know? You know, it really gave me a good foundation that, you know, I've lived in four different countries right. in, in my life to get to get to, to New York. And uh, it was always quite easy just to pack up my bags and go, right. you know, for the next challenge. Right. And I've kept doing that throughout my whole career. So growing up in Ireland, it, it was like, like, although you say that's part of you, or that you're ready to go at a minute's notice and then ready to open up. And, and see the world. I, I can't imagine that was a very common thing amongst your friends. And I, I, I feel that maybe growing up in Belfast in the 70s, that most people just was, would stay in the town they were in and didn't yeah. have 
much ambition to yeah. to to travel and to to get out. You know, I it was so heavy. You yeah. know, because I remember even my mum always told me this when I was born. The ambulance was taking us to the hospital. Right. Was getting petrol bombed and oh, bricked, wow. oh, taking really? me up. Her having me, you know, to have me. Right. And uh, I don't know. I always felt that I had to leave. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. Was always knew from a young age that there was no future mm. in Northern Ireland, right. which is very different now. Yeah. Because the kids have a lot more to live for. Yeah. There, you know. And, and with the uh, internet, the communication. The internet, and, um, and the way know, that the Irish government have given great ex- tax breaks exactly, and bringing a lot exactly, of big exactly. companies there. Uh, and uh, also, there's other others, other wars going on, right. you know, in the world, which are, you know. Well, let's, let's let's tell me about like what you remember about the troubles as as they were, they were known, because like uh, to people, to people now, it it kind of seems a long time ago, and it is a long time ago. It's forty years ago. Yeah, but it's a war that's been going on eight hundred years. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's a long history. Mm. And that was the fabric of life in Ireland during totally, those days. Totally. And, I, and I was even when I moved to London in 87. Oh, it was sure. still going on and there were bombs going off then and, and, the, and the tubes being cleared. And, and it was just a very kind of, um, it was a time of, of, of doubt, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and no confidence and, and, and fear and everything. But, but tell me more about the, what it was like when you were growing up. You know, I was very lucky mm. because half of my family were Catholic right. and the other half were Protestant. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was funny because we lived in a Protestant town, yeah. but yet all the Protestants and everyone helped each other together. Right. So if there was trouble in the town, you know, my grandfather would have a telephone number to right. call the right. UDA, right. which was the Ulster Volunteer Force. Yeah which were almost like a mafia, right. really, back in the old days. And they would come down and sort everyone out. Yeah. You know, this was how it was, yeah. you know. It was a shadow power, you yeah. know. Yeah, and uh, if you were a good spirit person and you didn't cause trouble, yeah. everything was fine. It didn't really r- matter what religion right. you were, you know. Right. Uh, I remember you saying to me once years ago, and it's always always stuck with me. I remember you said you went back to Ireland and you went back to Carrick Fergus. You walked in and you said, uh, you know, and they, they, someone said to you, you know, what side are you on? Yeah. And yeah. and you was like, oh, yeah. I'm not on, on any side. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not. Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah. What side are you on? Yeah. You had to declare for, yeah. for one no, side for, or the other. Especially in Northern Ireland, there was so much hatred there, yeah. Jonathan. And people would say to me, what foot do you kick with? Right. You know what I mean? What foot? I'm like, uh, you know, middle headbutt, you know, right. or, or if you were uh, a Catholic, you would kick with a left. If right. you were a Protestant, you'd kick with a right. Right. Oh, that was you the code, I mean? was it? Right. And then we used to have, you know, these stupid jokes and, you know, it was it was ridiculous, you yeah. know, really. Um, but it was like ridiculous that. and but, but, but serious, you know. Very serious, you know? you know. And when I was young... You know, there was always a rawness to the energy. Yeah. You know, and my father, he was uh, a prison guard in H Block. <laughs> uh, and H Block, I'd like, no, you meant that's a famous <coughs> block. It's H-block, where they. H Block, uh, there's a couple of great movies The Hunger, Hunger Gate, or The Hunger. Uh, which is an amazing movie about the uh, the hunger strikers right. and the H block. The H block. Uh, yeah. There was the boxer. Right. That and was he was made. a prison guard there. Wow. Yeah, and he was a prison guard there. And I used so to. So was he a hard man then? Solid. Right. Quite quite a solid guy. Mm. But you know, I would always wonder why is he always looking under the car. Right. 
every wow. morning before he, he dropped us off at school right. or you know because everyone was so frightened right you know and and least frightened for a anyone, reason anyone that worked for the the british government was yeah. a target yeah even back then yeah you know what i mean and uh every day he would check his car underneath yeah. with a flashlight to see if there was uh, anything going on yeah so we always always grew up with that fear yeah and, and that's then, a palpable fear yeah. to have that as the background of of your life and, yeah. and it it really i think has an effect on 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 someone to have that kind of tension a daily tension well you know you know it, it was funny because you know i left home at 16 you right. know because my father became a, an alcoholic through the prison right uh you know working in the prison environment yeah. Yeah. you know and the nerve but that's still no excuse for the way that he acted too, you right. know what I mean? And, uh, you know, he threw us out of the house many, many right. times, you right. know? And uh, I was never very close with my father, you know? Right. I kind of left home at 16, right? Yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, came back a couple of times, but kept on leaving. Yeah. Uh, and then I finally left at 17 for good. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. And, uh and then my mum left them after 25 years because wow. they got married at 18, 19. 18, wow, yeah. yeah. That's you it. know, that's yeah. the way it was back yeah. in those days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's quite funny because I haven't seen my father for 25 haven't years. Haven't you really? No. Wow, no. wow. No. That's it's, interesting. Yeah, really and, quite uh, heavy. And yeah. have you, have, have, do you have contact at the moment? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, yeah. too much uh, yeah. hurt and hatred because he treated my mum so bad. Right. And I've always been a mum's... My mum was the Macaulay, the right. Catholic in the family. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, I couldn't, can't, can't go back. Nah, Too many nah. bad memories, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I left home and... Mm. Uh, I think it's <coughs> almost that, that um, independent spirit that was perhaps forced on you that, that uh, Well, see, that was quite a typical thing, Johnny, right. too, in growing up in Northern Ireland, that the husband would come, you know, look at Angela's ashes. It's the same thing, you know. Uh, the Irish man would work all week and work his heart out. Yeah. But then we'd go to the pub. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and then back to work again. Yeah. And that's you know? it. Yeah. And that was his clock, you know, yeah. for, for 25 years. Right. You know. And, uh, yeah, you know. That's, that's, you know, it's tough to look back on that. And, um, and but it, it's, I think that the, through that, um, that was Ireland in those days, it was, wasn't it? Totally, it was. It was totally. just there wasn't. There wasn't a lot. I mean, it was still like four channels on TV and yeah. and three channels. Three channels yeah. on TV. Yeah, and, and it finished at twelve o'clock. At twelve, there. right? Maybe eleven thirty. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. what to do? And 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 that that repetition and and the the lack of opportunity and and um, you know part of this is, is again to mentor and there is so much opportunity out there at the moment. More opportunity than than, than there's ever been and, and and opportunities to be your own person and to explore your own creativity it is different now and it's great now so so you know grab that grab that uh, with 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 both hands and go um but so how did you get into doing hair as a as a working class kid so how it all started you know we emigrated to australia 1980. Mm. So I was 10 years old. Right. So cuz I always had a connection oh, you went with to Australia, Australia then. Yeah, oh yeah. okay. 
And uh, we came back in 1982, which mm. was the Mexico World Cup, <laughs> where Ireland beat Spain 2-0 in the opening game. That's amazing. Which was, you know, I was only 12, but I still remember that day. And then we came back because my father got caught drinking and driving right. and was got into a lot of trouble. But he left my brother there, right. who was like my father ah okay and uh gary kind of went the same whole way right. as my father a right. lot of hatred yeah still talking about the troubles wow uh 15 years ago yeah. was the last time i spoke to him wow. because he really upset my mum right when he came home the last time and right we had the cut off yeah uh so me and my mom are very close we speak every day oh that's great you know oh, it's great to have she um, just got skype last year and <laughs> drive me bloody man how to work the bloody thing you know so but once they're on it's, it's, it's oh, amazing geez, yeah, isn't it and yeah, you get to see yeah. like my mum my, my yeah. and dad have finally started to 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 do it and and it's just uh, it's just great to see their faces and and again it's a, another life hack for people it's like if you're traveling if you're on the road if you're you know stay in touch with your tribe see, stay in touch with your totally, family totally and because it's important and 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 one of the, the most difficult have, yeah really, you know and most I mean? difficult things about being a, a freelancer is, is the isolation at, at times when when you don't work with the same people and and build those relationships and you're always traveling you know get on skype and use that and, and no it's keep, totally yeah. like mm. me and my wife yeah we are a relationship built a love affair built on Skype, yeah. Because we're both very indep independent people yeah. that live in different parts of the world. Yeah. And, and, and tell us about your wife. Benny uh, is Italian. My wife is the Italian accessories director of Italian L nice. magazine. Yeah. Very chic woman. I'm very lucky. Man. Very chic woman. <laughs> and, and from what I see on Facebook, she looks like a very good cook. And so next time I'm, yeah, awesome, I'm in New York, awesome. I'm coming over for some pasta. <laughs> no, totally. So anyway, let's get back to, to your story. And I came back from Australia and all of a sudden I was living in Coolangatta right. in Brisbane, right. you know, riding the waves, brown, beautiful yeah. blonde yeah. hair. And then my father got you know, done for DIY right. or something, you know, drinking and driving, you know, always alcohol. Right. So we came back and we'd done a runner because also they right. couldn't stick the heat. Right. You know uh, what right. I mean? Yeah. It was like 100 degrees yeah. in Brisbane, yeah. you know. It was nice being by the beach and stuff. But uh, so they couldn't stick it. And then they went back and I went in straight into school and lost my tan and my right. golden blonde hair yeah, no, and got good. acne. Yeah. Boom. But what I started doing in uh, Australia was BMX racing. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I really uh, loved the BMX. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. was really into it. Yeah. And uh, back then in the UK and Ireland, it was still very small BMXing. But right. over the last five, the next five years from there, from age 12, uh, you know, to to 17 was all BMX. Right. And that's very I mean? cool because that had its own look and style. Well, that and gave us an outbreak, you see, right. from, you know, in Ireland, you would either do two things. Right. You'd play football yeah. or you'd play golf. Right. You know, or you go to the pub. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, BMX bicycle motocross was yeah. a whole new sport. Yeah. And uh, it really took off in Ireland yeah. and in the in the UK, and right. uh, you know I. Because you need a bike. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. got sponsored. It was. Did you? Yeah. Did I got you sponsored. really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the best. I don't know if you know this. Oh, no, I remember I you, you know. getting your BMX and then then doing these tricks yeah. from driving down New York, yeah. and I'm like, where did this come from? I don't know from? if you know this, but uh, so I got into the BMX, right? And I, you know, got really really good at it. Yeah. 
uh, and then it started growing and growing, and then I, you know, I won the All Ireland Championship. Did you on the BMX? Yeah, what was it? You two won years the all, in a row. Two years, the All Ireland. All Ireland BMX really? what, Championships. What, what, you, how old were you? Four, it was twelve. From twelve to like sixteen. Right, so this you was know, the was younger, would be the under you know, what what year? This would be like under twelves, under, 12. under thirteens, under fourteens. Was all my best, Ireland best champion? Year. And what yeah. was your signature then, move? Well, it was racing the bikes then. Oh, you know? okay. With jumps but, uh, and everything, or but, just on but, a right. well, just around the track. Right. Okay. You know yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean? Uh, it's funny because BMX is in the Olympics now. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? And you could I, have been representing you know. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but it's funny because uh, I won the All Ireland Championships. I won the Northern Ireland Championships. I got sponsored by a company called Rally, yeah. which was massive in yeah, the UK, huge company. and they brought me over to the British Championships. Did they? And in under 13s on my my first year, I came second wow. in the British Championship. That's amazing. So I was all of a sudden, you know, right. I and that loved must the, have, yeah, and that must the, have brought up your your cult, that culture, the BMX it had kind a of skate bit of, culture, and I think it just really motivated me right. and uh, pushed me because for the next few years I was traveling all around, right? Uh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, the UK well, racing the is. bikes and there stuff. There it is. So anyway, all of a sudden, wasn't the independent spirit Irish period? No, was BMX no, it was the BMX that turned you into the BMX a, the world travel. You wow. know, okay. and, uh, opened your head to some possibility. What the possibilities yeah. were, and oh, that you can just the, go. Then there was a there was a Kellogg's Championships yeah. that anyone's old school like me will know. Yeah, it was the first TV show of uh, all the races around England. Right, and I got sponsored by Rally, and they took me around those twelve uh, tracks. You know. To do this competition, yeah, and uh, you know it was amazing. I, lo- yeah. I thought I was going to ride BMXs for the whole <laughs> of my life. So, anyway, so I've how did this translate into you doing hair? Well, I think it was uh, you know just winning and holding the trophy. Yeah. It made me feel like the best person in the world, you know. And uh, you know, my father never came to the races. I right. never saw anything really that I that I'd won because the house was full of trophies. Ah, right, you right. know what I mean? It's right. quite a deep, heavy story. Yeah. Sorry, no, guys. Go on, you know? no, no. This is, this is, what, and, this is um, what we're here for. You know, I remember when I won the All-Ireland Championship, yeah. I came home with this big trophy yeah. and uh, a new BMX bike wow. from Rally. And my father was plastered, right. lying on the on the couch, you know, and... Uh, you know, my mum was like devastated that right. he was so wasted. That he couldn't like, share this and he moment with you. Couldn't even see. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, one thing from another led, 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 and uh, <clears throat> went back, uh, was finishing school. Yeah. You know, had no, you know, had two A- O levels. Right. You know, craft design technology and right. fine art. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, what was I going to do? It wasn't yeah. College wasn't a big school. No. I had to go and make some money. Make a trade, do a know? trade or something. <clears throat> but the amazing thing about my mum is, you know, on my mum's side of the family was uh, they were all hairdressers. Oh, really? Oh, all hairdressers. Okay. My Auntie Diane, uh, my mum, uh, Auntie uh, Colette, everyone was a hairdresser. That's fantastic. And my mum was very successful. Right. She had three salons oh, in really? Ireland uh, all okay. around, yeah. you know, and uh, she'd done very well. Yeah. Because... Um, but is this, was it still, was this a, a thing that a, a, you know, a young, a young Irish lad would, would get into? Or was it mostly women that w- were doing it? Or was it... Well, you know, you know I always just thought gay people wanted to do it. Right. You know, but uh, but it was funny because I, 
after after I finished school, I went to like a like a design school. Yeah, you know, and s- supposed to do a, a six month fine art course. Right, and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, I just was didn't know, really know what was going on. Everyone's yeah. playing guitar, right. thinking they're Bono. You know, Sunday <laughs> bloody Sunday. Yeah. You know, <laughs> smoking cigarettes yeah. and uh, drinking a, a pint of Guinness. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't really know what was going on. But I was always around the salon. Right. Right. And uh, right. <clears throat> you know, always dying in the salon with my mum when I was a young kid. Yeah. If I wasn't on my bike, you right. know. And uh, what was it about mm. the uh, about being in the salon that you used to like? Was it the, well, the, felt, the chatting felt, and the camaraderie? Felt, felt and normal, you right. know what I mean? And, and um, around family, and I was always pretty good with my hands, yeah. and you know, I take care of things or whatever. And my mum said, Well, listen, listen, you need to get some sort of trade, something going on, you yeah. know what I mean? So do the hairdressing for three years, you get a trade, right? And uh, give it a go, yeah. You can always cut hair, you know. Oh my god. I was obsessed. Were you? I was like, my God. And I think one of the first years yeah. I saw, I went up to this L'Oreal Color Trophy back in like 1982 or no, it wasn't 82. It must have been uh, 86, 87. Uh-huh. And I saw this, you know, this this world of competition hairdressers. Right, right, right. You know, disco music. Right. Maybe some gay people there too. Yeah. I don't know. You know, back then no <laughs> one really knew what was going really on. Really talk about it. You know, Bay City Roller trousers. He's a bit light in his loafers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what is going on? So, uh... Yeah, was, it, was, was it a time when the village people were, were assumed to all be of. straight? You like, well, you know, I didn't even know, no, you know what yeah. was going no, on, no, really, you know. <laughs> but um, so, my, you know, my mum got me the job yeah. and uh, I started my career. Yeah. But the first three jobs I had, yeah. I was fired. Oh, no. Yeah. So I, the first job I ever had as a hairstylist was a company called Her We Are. Of course, yeah. In <laughs> a, a wee little town called Whitehead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I broke my balls there. Right. You know, and uh, these guys made me shampoo her for a year and a half. Right. And I kind of lost my mind. And right. they fired me and told me I'd never make it. Uh, it did come there back. You go. You know, well, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so then the next one, I got another job at uh, this company called Peter Mark. Yeah. Uh, which was a big company in Ireland. And I want to just touch on that, people saying that you'll never make it. It's And you hear that a lot. And it is part true because it, it's hard to make it. So and what it requires is, is hard work. And, and they're not necessarily wrong because not everyone does make it. And in acting, like when they say, oh, that teacher said I'd never amount to anything. But 99% of people that try that sort of thing uh, uh, don't make it. But it, it's when you have passion that you have for it now and growing up with it in the determination and the follow through and determination just, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. and not taking no yeah. for an answer if, yeah. you, if you have talent well, you nothing know. to lose johnny yeah you know exactly. what i mean i saw how my fa- i didn't want to be right. my fucking father right. you know what i mean yeah. sorry for cursing i i didn't want to be That's like okay. him yeah. you know and i didn't want to live in ireland like it's funny because at that time i started the hairdress and when i got fired like, I was heartbroken, right. really, you know, being fired. Yeah. And then my mom said, well, do you like the job? Right. And I said, I, I like the job. Yeah. It just, you know, they told me I'm not going to be good at it. So, like, you know, what should I do, you know? Mm. So, anyway, my mom got me a job at this Peter Mark company. Right. Which was just on the edge of outside Belfast. Right. So, from that stage, I'd have to leave home and then catch the, the bus 
up in the town. Yeah. So that took me into a whole new world. Right. Which we used to go to this nightclub. It used to be called the Plaza, <laughs> and it was rockabillies, psychabillies, uh, wow. punk skinheads. Wow. You know, it was like King Kurt rock the party, who, and uh, you know, Sunday bloody Sunday, right. Return of the Volster. Yeah, you know, it was all that stuff going on. So boom, all of a sudden, I was like, wow, right, Belfast is like incredible. Yeah, suddenly you're at the the creative heart of yeah. things musically. So I and started the clock running. That yeah. well, yeah, God, I like the city here. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. So I had a little bed sit, right. uh, which was I think was uh, five pounds a week. Right, and a bed sit uh, for those that didn't um, spend time in England or, or the you know the UK. It's it's basically a single room. It's like it's and it's basically like a hotel room. They weren't. Yeah. It's not like a studio apartment. It's a yeah. hotel room that yeah. you have. Long well, I term. wish it was like a hotel. Oh room. no. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'd done that, and uh, funny, because the hotel room was on the Falls Road. Right. Now, oh, right. So you have the Shankill Road, which is Protestant, yeah. paramilitaries, yeah. and then you have the Falls Road, yeah. which is paramilitaries. Right. Now, I would go to Mass, but I was a Protestant, so right. I had to be very careful right. walking up that road, yeah. you know? but. And, you know, I used to have a, an amazing Vespa because at yeah. that stage I was a, a rockabilly right. with all of the course. hair shaved off at the sides yeah. and the big, big teddy quiff. boy quiff bleached yeah. the hell, really? you know, oh, with the DM boots, the baggy trousers yeah. and then the lambreda. Fantastic. You know How I mean? many uh, rear vision mirrors did you have? Uh, I had a few, yeah. you know, but I was a bit more of a bad boy, checkered oh, okay. shirts, right, 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 army right. trousers, before anyone no. really knew what yeah. was going on. Well, because, yeah, I used to wear a lot of army stuff because it was cheap. You know, so, <laughs> and exactly. So, anyway, I got fired again. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh... And uh, I was shampooed for another. What do you think that you were? <laughs> why you got fired? Were you just a bit, a little, maybe a bit aggressive and very, you right. know, a lot of energy and eagerness right. to learn. Right. Really, that's what it is. Isn't you it? know what I mean? I'm yeah. wanting to see new things and, and that you're ready. You didn't need to shampoo for a year. You need to start <laughs> you know, cutting. Needed, you need to start I was doing hair. Really ambitious. Yeah. I wanted, you know, I already won silverware as a right. BMX right. trophy. Yeah. I wanted more. Right. So when I saw that competition, I yeah. was like, wow, I love this job. Yeah. So I started, you know, being obsessed by her. You yeah. know. So then the best part, so these guys sacked me again. Uh, <laughs> Peter Mark sacked me and said, Leon, we just can't have you. You know, you're never really going to make it. You're just a wild child. You right. Know? But it was a nice wild child. Right, yeah. I would never upset anyone no. or go mental. So He's anyway, a lovely boy, our Leon. He's exactly, a lovely boy. Exactly, a lovely boy. Sorry, that's so, my Irish So accent. anyway, after that, I got another job at this uh, old company that was quite famous in Northern Ireland, yeah. but was very famous in the 80s. Right. And, uh, you know, they were very good with me and a little more cooler with, uh, you know, people like myself, more city people, right. you know, right. young teenagers and stuff. And uh, what happened was um, they entered us all, all the juniors, yeah. into this big competition. Oh, they did? Oh, see, that's it was good. Called, yeah. It was called the Swartzcroft Cut and Blow Dry <laughs> All-Ireland Championships. We really? hear this. <laughs> You wouldn't believe it. I'm 17 and I win this Did trophy. You? I wow. won it. And all the judges came from London right. to judge this. And I beat, you know, I was probably one of the youngest people yeah. in it. And do you and, remember uh, what you did for the competition? Of course I do. Of course I do. It was a bob. It was a yeah. geometric bob. Yeah. 
And, and so you uh, actually you did the girl come in with full well, we, hair and you cut pre, into we it? We pre-cut it right. there. But yeah. did you hear how techno this was? So what we did was a, a bob, and then I cut off the ear bits. And just she had just like big locks. Right, nice. You know? And a square fringe, nice. you know, really like uh, Blade Runner-ish right. kind of style. And then we bleached the crown and went bright red and then put the red <laughs> over the top of the, the page boy with the big locks. Yeah. And uh, Amazing. I won the bloody trophy. I'm not surprised. The proudest moment. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, my mum was so proud. So anyway, yeah. this made me go, I'm going to London this is where I'm right. Gonna, this is where I need to be. This, this is, is where, where I'm being appreciated. Be. Yeah, you know what I mean. If I'm gonna, well, but my mum always said, you know, if you're gonna go and be successful at this business, right, you have to go to London. Exactly. Yeah. So, off I went to London. Yeah. You know, I wrote to Tony and Guy because yeah. then they were the big, uh, yeah, they amazing. Were the big, yeah. yeah company to work for and uh this is quite a funny story jesus christ so there you go i'm uh i think i'm maybe 19 here at this 19 at this stage and uh the first time i have to go to london for this interview in mayfair right a belfast boy. right going to mayfair, go on to mayfair. The, and mayfair is on the monopoly board i go two days before yeah. i take the coach from Belfast to Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. and then Liverpool down to London. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I slept in King's Cross subway station oh, for the night no. before my interview. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, with the homeless people. Right. And I was so frightened up because I tell you, the the IRA were right. blowing everything up yeah. in London, and my accent, people oh, knew. Right. People knew where I was from. Right. And if I said, excuse me, or, people were like, Right. They thought yeah. I was a terrorist. Yeah. No, no joking, Johnny. No, I know. You know I, I, I was mean? there in the the eighties, and and it was um, the late eighties. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it was it was like tense. if I would go in if I would go into a pub and ask for a pint of Guinness. Yeah. You know, I was told many times to get out of the pub. Right. Just for my own safety. Right. You know right. what I mean? Because I right. the guy was worried about if anyone heard my accent. Yeah. You know, and then our accents are so strong. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so you know. It was all that fear, but I went for the interview the next day, yeah. and Lainey Greaves, who I still know today, and is <laughs> actually in LA, yeah. was amazing hair cutter. She said you couldn't cut hair, you know, right. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but, right. you know, your personality right. and your attitude seemed good, and I begged her for the job. Right. I said, please give me the chance, yeah. you know, and um, she put me on an eight-week eight uh, fathering course uh, to teach up to, to become a right, stylist. To bring you up and, to, and, to yeah, speed. Up right. to speed. That's and, amazing. And at that time, Johnny, Tony and Guy was so small. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I begged them. I begged yeah. them. I said, I have nothing else, yeah. you know, to lose here. I come from Northern Ireland to, to get this yeah. opportunity, you know? So they give it to me. I'm getting paid £20 a week. Yeah, yeah. I'm living, <laughs> I'm living in Isleworth in a bed sit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, I went for it. Absolutely, mate. When you do find your passion, it's that enthusiasm that will get you through. It's the dedication. It's the wanting to do it that will 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 make it seem 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 easy. Will allow you to break through. But it, but it's just that consistency and and the hard work and and the determination. And it, and I found that that it's determination that will get you through. You know, it was like. Um when I got that job, I was so proud because I don't yeah. think anyone from Ireland ever had a job like right. that. And I tell you, Tony and Guy were so great with yeah. me, and they they gave me everything to 
take me to where I am now. Amazing. You know what I mean? Amazing. And uh, Anthony Mascalo, an incredible hairdresser, he was so good to me. They right. were all really good to me. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? But yeah. I was never in the in crowd. Right. You know, but they would always see that I was a loyal person yeah. and I wanted to learn. Um, so how did you go from working at Tony and Guy and in the salons to, to actually doing uh, session work? Well, I became uh, an artistic director right. for Tony and Guy. Well, there you go. Which How long did that take? Uh, took about four years. Right. To actually. going from not being yeah. able to cut hair to, to begging for a job director. to artistic director at Tony and Guy. Yeah. And yeah. then I became an international art director. Right. So I started doing shows and seminars right. all around the world. Yeah. Uh, which was incredible experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could always talk away. You know, <laughs> everyone was like, Leon, can you shut up a little bit? <laughs> Plus, no one understands you know, what you're right. talking about anyway. And then it was an Italian company. So right, everyone was go. like, ciao, bellissimo, ciao, ciao. <laughs> and I'm like, hello, welcome here to you there. And they didn't know. Everyone, what is going on with that guy's voice, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because uh, the first big show that I'd done for right. Tony and Guy uh, was in Paris at a big Paris her show, and um, you know the French audiences, you know, right? You know they didn't really, they didn't like the English, no. you know. But when they heard I was Irish, ah, everyone was cheering it. me. Oh, really? <laughs> you know? That's funny. So you know, so all these little <laughs> yeah. energy from other people always made me feel good. You right. know, also yeah. our friendship. Yeah. You know, you always give me great energy. Yeah. I've known you 25 years. Yeah. And uh, it's always the same thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, and no, I've missed you, you man. Know? It's yeah. good to, to, the, to reconnect yeah. with you. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and, it's, and it's another thing that I picked up from a lot of podcasts and uh, that I listen to is that your tribe is very important. If you do nothing else, if you've been in the business for a while, get back in contact with the people that you came up with and reconnect with your old contacts because it's important going forward and you'll be surprised where people are and what a good energy you can get from them and and you you may be able to do business again and so so then um so you st did these hair so competitions we started, yeah, yeah well we started you know teaching yeah. traveling the world you know with tony and guy i went on um, a few massive tours uh, right i went to south africa right. australia right. uh new zealand yeah. tokyo yeah uh, you know, I, f I felt like I was a rock star. You were, yeah. You know, it was incredible. You're being on tour during And hair. you're talking 3,000 people in yeah. each audience every night. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, after doing that for maybe five, seven years, yeah. you know, I started getting a little itchy with Tony yeah. and Guy because I thought I wanted, you know, I always thought there's more to learn. Right. And there's not one way right. of cutting hair. You know, companies right. like Sassoon's or Tony and Guy, they try to tell you that there's one way of cutting right. hair. I right. was like, you know what, maybe not, you know. I so perhaps you were the Bruce Lee of, uh, of haircutting well, you know, then, I thought taking you know, all these things after and 10 doing years your own of way. London, you know, I was like, you know what, this is crazy. So they offered me yeah. uh, to get involved in a franchise. Right. And I was offered either Dublin yeah. in Ireland, which I was like, mm, go yeah. back to Ireland. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Or Sydney. Ah, okay. And I thought, well, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I went out with uh, a guy, Dennis Langford, and mm -hmm. he was like the main franchisee, and I was supposed to buy into it. 
But already at that stage, I'd started working with Guido back in the early right. 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing shows and yeah. seminars or doing a few and fashion most, shows. And most people listening will know who Guido is, but um, yeah. tell yeah. us. Um, well, the first show that we done was, uh, was, a, was a Joseph show, and yeah. it would have been 1994. Right. Uh, you know, Kate Moss was a baby, Stella right. Tennant were all young. Yeah. I was like, this guy doesn't do any hair. He just right. leaves everything look like <laughs> right. crap, you know? <laughs> so that was the first uh, step of seeing fashion. Yeah. And then I remember Prada only ever done Prada uh, handbags. Right. People say, you must have this Prada. I was like, listen, I didn't know what was going on, <laughs> mate. I really didn't. So anyway, I went to Australia. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I started doing a bit of session work in, in London, yeah. a little bit, but I didn't really know what was going on. Right. So I went to Australia yeah. with Tony and Guy, and I started running the school because right. I was okay. in charge of all the education. Yeah. But my first night I, in Sydney, I met um, Mark Frasalo. Oh, okay. And He's a great uh, stylist, one of the top Sydney stylists. He was... Uh, Australian style. Australian, yeah. And he booked me for uh, an Australian style job with right. Peter Bainbridge. Right. Who was uh, kind of a dark soul, but a great yeah. photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... The in-style story was amazing. Right. It was all punky. Australian and, uh, style, yeah. Emma Balfour kind of uh, look, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, black yeah. and white. And boom, the next day, Mark calls me up and says, we've got an Australian folk job with wow. Tony wow. Nutter. Yeah. You know, Tony Nutterbedino. Yeah. You know, he's a little weird, but he's all right. <laughs> or Tony, you know. Austin Translation. Another classic Another classic Australian. Yeah. So as you can see, I had a real... Australia was amazing for me right. because I went down there as a hairdresser and I left as a fashion stylist there because you, you know they had all the magazines there ah. it was amazing and then you know I was really the only hairdresser there right because you know everyone I mean? else did both everyone did both right and I made the difference yeah and then, I, and then after that, I won another award. Yeah. <laughs> I won the Australian Session Stylist of the Did Year you really? Award. Yeah. Well, do they give Photographer of the Year yeah. awards now? Also, I don't know. Like, I'm on the wrong know, this is the great thing about hairdressers. Yeah. They're always giving each other's yeah, awards. It's like the, uh, it's like the advertising I mean? A wee industry. hand on the back or yeah. a snap <laughs> on your ass. You know? so, so, and then yeah. um, and, and the first time I met Leon was uh, during um, Australian Fashion during Week. Yeah. And I came back and then uh, there's I walked back stage and, and my brother and Simon Locke were, were running it and so I had pretty good access. The first one, the first yeah, one. The very first yeah. one. I walked back and there's this Irish guy going, hello mate, yeah. with his yeah. blue hair and he had like oh, God, bright had blue, blue hair, hair at the time. <laughs> oh my God. And I'll never forget it. And I remember very clearly meeting you for the first time and because Leon did have that energy and that, that, that exuberance and and it was, I remember just him looking over while he's brushing <laughs> the hair and he's got his, his, his blue. Hello, mate. Yeah, that's nice, nice to meet you. Yeah. Your wife looks gorgeous. Uh, yeah. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. <laughs> I'm only messing. Um, and so you did, you did fashion shows yeah, in Australia that. and you did you very know, well uh, in Sydney. Sydney was great because it really yeah. built up my confidence yeah. on, on that spotlight because London was so pretentious right. anyway yeah. that... Uh, you know, and then we were working with amazing models. And then Great models. Remember that out. job we'd done for Saba? Yeah, and we did we uh, with Emma Balfour. With Emma Balfour yeah. no, and she was pictures. the most yeah. amazing, yeah. you know, that part of fashion was probably, mm. since then we haven't really had anything that great. It's right. all just been a big mixture. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was always disciplined in, in the way, thinking that, you know, you have the 20s, you have the 30s, the right. 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Yeah. You know, that was always my dream 
to understand how to do her in all those different each decades. Each era, yeah. And each era, you know? And um, I just always wanted to keep on learning. Right. Because when I left Tony and Guy, I was devastated because uh, this was a lifelong dream to work for these guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to move on. It's <laughs> boring, these lot. And that's right. when I decided to go to New York. Oh, is that right? Did, did you just After feel that you years, came as, as a bit of a, a... Well, you know, I had a big falling out with Dennis, you know, because right. Dennis brought me out there, you know, to become a franchisee right, and, and, then and then to you, teach. And right. I was like... And then you moved on to You know, I sessions. was living in Bondi, yeah. smoking marijuana, <laughs> hanging out with an old friend of mine, Derek Henderson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was it was an amazing time in Sydney. Yeah. And then I met you. Yeah. I met uh, your brother. Yeah. I met Ben Watts. I yeah. met Hugh Stewart. Yeah. Um, you know, so many great photographers, and, and, you know. And, and was it through meeting those guys that, 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 that the possibility of, of doing this worldwide came to you? Well, it was like... Or was it just time to go again? Always, always building. Yeah. Always building up. So anyway, we went to... Because all the Australians were moving to New York. Yeah. So, boom, right. off we went. Off we to went. To New York. That's right. Yeah. And um, I went to New York and I got an amazing agency yeah. called Atlantis. Right. Which were all French, French people. Uh, Julianne Dees, mm. yeah. Laurent Philippe, yeah. uh, Linda Quintella. Yeah. Big players. All big players. So, they took me on as a baby. Right. Bambino. Right. And, uh, and that was it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, 20 years in New York. Mm. Uh, well, tell us about so 20 years in New York. We, 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 I think we have a pretty good idea of, of, of what it Are was. Are you sure I can Are keep you, on talking Oh, there? I know. This might, be, <laughs> this might be our longest podcast yet, I think. But, it, but I, I, I love this because, it, the, the, to me, getting to know people and having these conversations, and the more I do this, the more I realize it, it is your your life story that leads your inspiration and, and leads you to your creativity. And it's being in the BMX, it's going to, to that time when it was rockabillies and punks and being ex exposed to, to that kind of graphic hair. And, and then and then going to the other side of the world and, and having the, this, this kind of cauldron, this, again, we go back to the cauldron, the mix of, of styles and input that allows you to be the creative person and so can you tell us like some of your 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 proudest moments of being a hairstylist like a, like an editorial or i've quite a few yeah. you know what i mean uh that one with emma is yeah. a very special yeah, feeling beautiful. for me still just yeah. because she was such an icon man yeah. uh you know i've been lucky enough to work with patrick de marcelli yeah. Uh, Stephen Klein, yeah. Vincent Peters, but they they haven't been great jobs to do. Right, you know, like right. good magazines, Italian folk and yeah. British folk. Yeah, but you know, working with people on that level. You, yeah, go on. So what, the personalities right. are. You know, I really felt quite small right. being in that environment. Uh, can you, you give um, people any insight into how to approach that when you go into some? something where you may not have the same reputation as the other players on the day and and it is intimidating and uh, you, you know you, you have you walk in and suddenly the, the doubts that you haven't had for a long time all yeah. resurface because you're playing on a different level how, how do you think you handled that kind of I think, you know, looking back at everything now, to be completely honest, I think I had everything quite young right. in my career. Right. 
and I maybe needed another five or ten more years right. of experience yeah, I to, feel under, the same to understand yeah. uh, those personalities yeah. and the minds of not hairdressers, but the minds of the designers and right. the photographers. Right. And understanding more the arts and the whole visual aspect right. of cinema. The entire thing, and yeah everything references rather than talking to mrs smith about the bloody blow dry she gets done in her hair you know exactly. the whole intellectual conversation right you know doesn't just involve around her right you know it, from the model to the photographer to the assistant to the art director yeah. uh, to the makeup artist you yeah. know so it was a real again a big learning experience right. you yeah. know what i mean and but then you say you say it's like um, there's a, you know the the movie references and all that. So what would you say was some of your big uh, inspirations when it when when it comes to to doing hair? You know, I when I first started the career, I was so brainwashed by the whole Tony and Guy right. system. You right. know what I mean? But as I said before, I was eager to learn other styles. Right. Because I knew that it's not just one way about cutting hair. Yeah. There's many different forms yeah. and formats and different textures and people. Yeah. And the whole yeah, thing. People have different hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, sitting here now at the age of 46 and yeah. uh, understanding everything that's gone on. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you learn every day in my job. Well, that's that's do, the do thing. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what keeps you motivated. And that's and that's and the that's most important the thing is to be about open. Your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But unfortunately, you don't feel that way every no. day you go to work. Right. You know, it's very rare now that you still have that amazing team that everyone's connecting. Right. Because you know the and it is the social it is media has changed. Now. No, totally, totally, you know, totally. And, and do you, it, like it. it I don't think it has the same, well, same, th there's a lot more financial pressures and time pressures on doing things now. There's not the, the space that, that you had to explore as we once, when we did, um, you know, 20 years ago when we were starting out, um, th there was time to, 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 to try things and be inventive and, and creative and there was time to do the hair again, you yeah. know, but now, yeah. now, now I think it's very important to be very prepared and to know exactly what you're doing when you're turning up on the set because there's not the time and the, the money now is so crazy that's involved in See, these things. Like I, I'm, you know, very lucky in my way that I work right. because uh, you know, I can go from doing Katy Perry to doing a fashion show right. to doing a, a catalog mm. uh, for FIES or, or doing an editorial. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's just a big circle. Right. But it, it's great because it gives you the whole insight to yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, but do you, do you do you read a lot of magazines? Did you like a do, like oh, yeah, a, yeah? You read Jesus, a lot of magazines. Yeah. Always you know, reading magazines. It was magazines. funny because when I assisted Eugene Sullivan, I assisted yeah. Eugene for eight years. Yeah. And he really, uh, again... Did you really... Right. On yeah. the, and when you say assistant, it's not like a photographer's assistant. You would assist well, him... Kind of did you, thing. like, yeah. on, on yeah. set for eight yeah. years with yeah. Eugene? Well, I'd done the shows. Oh, the shows. This Only is the right shows I mean. for yeah. eight years. But that's a, that's you know? such a learning <clears throat> thing because oh it's like a, he, a master he's class. A, he's a genius. They tell you... You know what I mean? And I, take us... That's an interesting thing, actually. So... Take us what it's like to, to be a hairstylist going on to a show when you're not the hair director, when, you, right. when you're there to, to recreate someone's right. vision. You obviously went into that knowing that you were going to learn new techniques and learn new things. Yeah. Take us through, through okay, the day. So first sh 
time <laughs> I went to Paris. Yeah. Not for for the fashion shows. Yeah. And the first show was Helmet Line, nineteen ninety-two. Right. right. With Guido. And yeah. all the hair was gel tight. Yeah. And uh, Kirsten Owen. Yeah. You know, all those weird Yeah, 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 yeah. My God. Very I androgynous. Could, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. I you know, I was so quiet, sweating, <laughs> like, you know, shaking, couldn't do a ponytail, you know, and uh, you know. But lucky enough, you know, I, I stayed on that team with Guido, and I, I'll always remember this show because it was the Versace show right. that we done. And, uh, you know, at this stage, it was, what, 94 here, yeah. 93? And Versace, I, you know, I didn't know who anything was, mate, <laughs> I swear to God. But I remember we were doing all this twisted hair. Right. You know, and you would roll it up and you would twist it and then you'd pin curl it and then you'd put all the girls under the hooded dryer. Right, right, you know, right. So it would be like an afro. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck was going right. on. You know what I mean? And uh, we, we brushed them all out and I was like, oh my God, this hair looks like a fucking mess. <laughs> and I remember we all got up in line and lucky enough, I was quite maybe two people back from Guido. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's he going to do here with right. the hair? right. And he, he bent all the girls down, yeah. bent over, brushed all the hair out like that, loads of hairspray. The girl flicked her hair up, the yeah. music started. He went like that with the brush, right. flicked the hair all messy in the right. brush, and boom. Amazing. I was like, look, still goosebumps yeah, after amazing. all that. I yeah. was like, my God, oh, yeah. this is incredible. And, and then mind blown, oh, it just opens up this whole moving, thing. And, you know, I yeah, was like, wow. Jesus Christ, this is like unbelievable. Right. And then, uh, you know, another special moment yeah, was... The, uh, the masters, um, uh, in any industry of the masters also, for a reason. You know, I, I, you know, I met Alexander McQueen. I'd done three or four shows of his, mm -hmm. and they were also amazing. Like amazing, when Shalom yeah. came out and <laughs> with the spray paint. Right, she was right. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also Eugene with yeah. Yoji. Yeah. You know, when we'd done all the fish tail, but every show with Yoji yeah. and Eugene was uh, was a, a theatre. Like, yeah. the shows are like theatres. Yeah. Those big shows yeah. are like a theatre production. And, 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 now, now, really. and now I think it's coming back to that. Totally. You know, and totally. Uh, with, with, especially with the with the new formats of, of, of Burberry and, and, and um, Tom Ford and then how they're going to do these two two shows, men, women, yeah. and they they are going to be uh, big visual productions now rather than than intimate shows with to show to show the clothes. I mean, and um, like you know, people like that, the Prada, yeah. oh my, you know, to be backstage and yeah. see how she works, right? Fucking hell, that's it's really a, exciting. Mate, it's a isn't different it? level. And that's like, the, 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 yeah. still talking about it. <laughs> and see, this is you this is I mean? it. This is still <laughs> got passion for, yeah. for 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 the job. Still got passion for doing hair. Like I always check out what those boys are yeah, doing. Absolutely. And the great thing is, I know how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. you know their techniques. Right. And then you that's what, what I, I mean? was trying to get to. And, yeah. and 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 like it's that always learning. And and to, to, I can just imagine you going, I don't know what this is. And then yeah. to just watch him do one yeah. sweep. I have a the photograph brush. of that. How about now? Like, well, let's bring it up to up to speed, and or maybe no, let's not jump around. Can I tell around. you what my first job? Yeah, my, let, let, my worst job was. Well, let's do that because that's that is, another thing. That's we're, a great story. Yeah, go ahead. The worst job yeah. was uh, with a photographer, Wayne Mazer. Ah, uh, famous for worst jobs. And <laughs> but a great it was, photographer, uh, George Magazine yeah. back in the day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was Liam Neeson. Right which is uh, from five miles from my hometown. Right. And it was just after the, the new Star Wars right. came oh, okay. out, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Uh, was... Uh, Phantom remember. Menace. Yes. Yeah. 
was the start. Yeah. And uh, oh my God, he I didn't came like up with me. that a little yeah. bit too quickly. He, he didn't like me at he all. He didn't. No. No. Well, you did you kick with the wrong foot? I I don't know, but <laughs> he was. I think he likes women anyway. Right. To touch him, you right, know what right, I mean. He right, doesn't want right. someone from fucking Carrick Fergus. Right. No. To tell him no, not exactly her, feeling you know glamorous, I mean? is it? You know, after doing the new Star Wars yeah. with George Lucas. So how, Lucas, how you know? is it? Um, uh, different. Sorry to interrupt. How mm. how is it as a as a a working class straight male? In the fashion industry, <laughs> it's like it's it's not a regular thing. Not to to, no. to, to put pigeonholes or, or yeah. to generalizations, but it, there is it, certain people are drawn to certain careers, and yeah. and 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 Leon was a bit of an outlier. Yeah. You are a bit of an yeah. outlier still. Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. how how yeah. is it? You know, I think I'm a survivor. Yeah, because I'm still surviving yeah. and I'm still working and trying to do my best. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, you know our fashion jobs now it's such a clicky world right you know what i mean you can be in one second you know yeah. the truth is uh you know you're only as good as your last job yeah you know and you know you have those top people and then everyone's running around and then everyone else. for the for the flies yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> so uh but you know I'm very lucky to have experienced all these amazing people ah, yeah, and, and travel the world and to sit here in Los Angeles and feel like I'm at home yeah. in Sydney 22 years ago, yeah. you know, and yeah. living those memories yeah. uh, and ev all the memories are still really fresh yeah. in my head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm very lucky that I can just get up and go and, but, you know, I've dedicated my whole life oh, to you this have, and, and, business, and you can mate. tell you know from, what I mean? from just talking from our talk about about how much you love doing hair, and, and it's not about who Maybe you not are so or much where anymore. you come. <laughs> <laughs> but I still like a beautiful image, and I really uh, but respect that's the, thing, but maybe, the photographers. Right, and maybe you know that's what I mean? the difference. Is is like maybe you, you don't like what the industry becomes, but I'm yeah. sure there are those moments. What the industry has become, but I'm sure there are those moments when. When when you're on set, when the, the magic still happens and you still have that that moment of of the the swipe of the brush and something incredible totally, happens totally. and and you see a beautiful picture. To totally. You told us about one of the worst. Is there is there one shoot or one image that you you remember that 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 kind of defines what you do or you know, what I would done represent a, I you? I done uh, an amazing story once for. Uh, to probably the two, the three best stories I've done was, one was um, Patrick DiMarcelli yeah. for British Vogue. Right. You know, I was such a baby and I'd done, <laughs> you know, the photographer or the model was Carmen Cass. Right, amazing. You know, yeah. so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And uh, it was all in the studio, slick white, and we'd done really slick hair. And yeah. Gelled it all around. And worked with this amazing makeup artist, Mark Carrasquillo, who uh -huh. was a good friend of mine. He's so famous now yeah. <laughs> uh, but still speaks to me thank god um so that was a beautiful story because yeah. it was a you know british folk well it's british folk. was incredible yeah. um british folk with patrick you know, and carmen there you go what can you do you know what i mean we didn't get a call and i can i can, ima I can imagine the hair you did for yeah, it as no, well, it was beautiful yeah. still some of my favorite hair yeah. funny enough uh, and then I'd done the Italian Fog with Vincent Peters, oh, wow. which was an amazing yeah. story too, with Johnny Sander amazing. and uh, Shalom. Wow, amazing. You know, two drugged out <laughs> in a hotel room, black and white, you know, yeah. cinematic, yeah. smoking cigarettes, Great. all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then a little they while. They weren't drugged out. That was the no, theme. No, that was the theme. <laughs> yeah, that was the theme. 
But also, I, I done a lot of stuff for X-Ray, you know, right. that Francois Nars Okay, book. yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, there was a few other good things. I'd done a beautiful story with Reagan Cameron, yeah. which is a New Zealand yeah. great photographer. He's an amazing photographer. Uh, with Ree. Um, right. Ree, da, 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 but it was super sexy. And yeah. the hair was gorgeous. Long I, I, and windy, like I, I'm you know. sitting here and, and, and coincidentally <laughs> at Fairfax Studios there's a, a, yeah, a, a frame yeah. photo of... And look of, at the cool the texture I, it's one of the It's one of the, the, my favourite photos yeah. and, and um, it's, it's, it's a photo of, of from, from 20 years ago I think yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. but I find the hair this to me is, is, is kind of a, a kind of signature Leon yeah. and, and I'll post yeah. it on the show notes but yeah. it, it's how would you define what your hair my is vision. Yeah. What would you? Uh, how would you describe? Very your... good point. I think my vision is a is a chic modern version of beautiful hair and really trying to capture the girl's face. Right. Because it's all about the beauty. Right. Isn't it really? Right. You right. You know what I mean? I try not to use too much product. Yeah. But the last couple of years. The gel, right. the studio right. gel, yeah. has really <laughs> been very right modern, and you yeah. have to keep update. Absolutely, and uh, you know it's f the great thing as you get older as a hairstylist. Mm. The the sixties, seventies, and eighties right. gets easier right. each time it comes yeah, around. Exactly, because at the minute. <laughs> Because at the minute it comes around every yeah. six weeks. I know it's funny. It isn't used it? to come around yeah. every five years. Yeah. A different look, a mob, a punk, right. uh, you know, a biker. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's and, Jesus. And and I've been keeping up with Liam on his um, his Facebook Facebook posts, and we'll, we'll give all the social at the end. But um, what I really like about you, he, he's been, and and we all know hashtag inspiration. Mm. But he's been posting his in, inspiration, and one of the ones that, that really caught my eye. It, it's not someone else's work. It's a, a photo from an era, and, and this was basically a photo of of you know um, skin, uh, female skins, girl skins, which were called um, bother girls, yeah, right? Baker, or sorry, uh, skin uh, skin girls are skinheads. What are they called? Yeah. Um, I always oh, thought they're called totally bother girls. Anyway. anyway, yeah, but they're the fem the female skinheads, and 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 there was a picture from the eighties of this girl, and and um, and that was his inspiration, rather than you know a photo from a magazine a couple of years ago. It was yeah. an it was an old photo from from where, yeah. where did you find Dirk, that picture? Dirk, Dirk uh, Derek Derek Riggins, that old photographer from the nineteen eighties. Like right. he's. And this is a period photograph. Yeah, just putting totally, it up on his totally. phone. This yeah. is 1980s. Yeah. You know, and we'll I mean, post all these. Uh, also, I, you know, people like Mick Rock. You right. know what I mean? All that David Bailey, or, right. or even what? Did, sorry, did, I'm mixing my words up yeah. here. But Mick Rock, all the Bowie stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, David yeah. David Bailey of all the Beatles stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing what I always did was uh, I bought books. Right. Right. Okay. I bought all, right, all the old books. Yeah. You know, I bought the Avedons, yeah. I bought the Newtons, yeah. uh, I bought Bert Stern, yeah. I have original copy of Cowboy Kate. Yeah, 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 which, one of the classics. Which yeah. created many yeah. amazing photographers. Craig McDean lives yeah. and used that book. So yeah. reinvented Kate Moss, yeah. or didn't reinvent, created the whole new cowgirl yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Guy Bourdain, yeah. legends, Absolutely. you know, all this stuff. You know, it's so funny because <laughs> last week I was on a job, yeah. okay, and I was with uh, working for Elle magazine, mm. and uh, you know, the young assistant of the stylist was saying yeah. that he's bored with fashion, right? 
I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, I'm bored because we've seen everything before. And I said to him, I said, listen, mate, <laughs> you need to start just looking at the history. Yeah, you and, obviously and, and haven't looked too hard. Do you know you, what yeah. I mean? Because if you're bored, you've seen everything, yeah. go back and look in some great detail Have another look. of the legends yeah. of of what created this whole business yeah. Yeah. and see and how then, you feel and, about and you, that. And all but maybe those this ideas is a, will bring up is, your own version of it. But maybe this is a young way. I always thought to use the past right. and try to change the texture and right. make it more modern, right. make it more updated, right. you know? And that's and your process. Unfortunately, the young generation don't really think of this. I well, maybe that, anymore, that, that you know? it's, also, it's, it's, it's also present. And um, one thing that, that um, I don't... We don't ever want to do on on Daddy OFM is to do the kids today, and you know yeah. it, it, it's because you know maybe their process is 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 different, and the way that they gather um, images is different to us as rather than looking through the books. You know, it's on Instagram, and but and, and it depends. Who, oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> well, it, it's like I encourage people to to be on Instagram and look, but 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 look at a variety of things and and look for old, you know, the old as well as the new, and 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 because you know, as as Leanne says, we've seen how many times have you done the sixties? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know. But it's great because uh, you know, bang a booth on out in five that's, seconds. That's you right. Know? I that's mean, right. That's right. So when bring us up to modern day and and the, one of the things that that, that that people have to start thinking about when they've been in the industry for a while is what next what 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 am i going to do with all this career capital i've got everything that i've learned and and you know what am i going to do do with that now because as much as we'd all like to be um you know hairdressers photographers hairstylists makeup artists all our lives eventually it and i will always take pictures but eventually you start to to find other interests and 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 you know the job leads to other interests and um leon was uh, i wanted him to come on onto the podcast anyway because i think his story is great but it also is is coinciding with um a launch of a new range of, of products that that uh, leon's come up with um take us through your new line well, here we go is, here's uh, the pitch yeah i have to say um you know this has been a two-year um <clears throat> idea of, of checking everything out and uh you know i'm so proud of ireland i love ireland yeah. you know to me yeah. is uh you know is my home i you know my wife always says you're gonna die in milano i was like <laughs> i don't think so you know you take my ass you'll be able home, to transport you know? back to ireland but by you know that time. i've always been very close with ireland and yeah. i'm very proud where i come from oh, absolutely, you know what man. i mean coming um, from belfast yeah. and um you know, I'm lucky because... Oh, you are Irish. I mean, yeah, uh, when, yeah, I, when yeah. you think of Leon and Gorman, it's, it's I think of Ireland. It's funny because my accent, I get away with hell. You know, right. and I, I'm a cheeky wee brat. And, yeah. uh, you know, I have a funny little charm that is Irish yeah, and absolutely. is me. Yeah. And I've never really lost it. Leon I don't does have very twinkly <laughs> blue Irish eyes, let me tell you. They're you know, always used to twinkle. have dark hair, but it's all grey. No. <laughs> So anyway, you know, uh, me and my wife were always going back home. Actually, i tell you what happened. On our honeymoon, we went to Morocco 10 right. years ago. And we saw the Aragon oil, uh, the rose oil. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Benny was rubbing it all. And she said, this product is so good. Yeah. This product is so good. You know, rubbing it, it's so good, the rose oil. So anyway, yeah. five years later, Moroccan oil. Right. Boom. Yeah, right. I was like, wow. Yeah. Anyway. 
Two and a half years ago, we went yeah. back to Ireland. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the west coast of Ireland, they have... Uh, it's called uh, Wild Atlantic Way, and yeah. you drive from the north to the south, yeah. and it's the closest point to America. Right. And, you know, the, the landscape is, you know, Game of Thrones, man. Right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's all Game of Thrones. Star Wars. You know, <laughs> Star Wars, yeah. anything like dark yeah. and weary and pissing down with rain yeah. is Ireland. You know, far and away, yeah. Tom Cruise, eat your heart out, Nicole yeah. Kidman. You know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so it's a very dramatic place, yeah. and uh, me and my wife, we really love it a lot. Yeah. So they have, they've had all these old, uh, from the 1600s, right. they do this seaweed bath right. thing where you sit in a bathtub and they, they take hot water yeah. from the sea. Yeah. They take the water and uh, they don't filter it anything. They just right. make it hot and then they pour it in, uh, in a bath and rub, rub all the seaweed around The seaweed, you. right. And oh my God. Wow. Benny came out, and she'd, she'd been in uh, Europe, yeah. you know, sunbaking, right. that dodgy Italian leather <laughs> bag skin. <laughs> and if anyone's wor <laughs> and anyone works on, on a magazine, you get given products day exactly. after day after day. So Benny would have tried so, every single so thing. Benny lay in the seaweed bath. She was like, oh, yeah. schifo, disgusting yeah. in Italian. And uh, pochino italiano, Leon Gorman, <laughs> Elon Daisy. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> you know, she couldn't believe how soft... Her skin was done. Right. Not just for one day or two days after the bath, wow. but for the next month. Wow. And she was like, Benny said to me, you know what? This is this is what you got to do for a product. Right. If right. you're going to wow. do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, mm, I don't know. Product line? Right. No chance of doing that. <laughs> so anyway, you know, things change. You know, you're always trying to, you know, you want to keep on progressing, yeah. don't you? In yeah, your you want to learn. Just and to you be wanna, a little and, bit and Your interests So the change. idea yeah. was always coming around. So anyway, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, <clears throat> what are we going to do here? Mm. Product or a salon, right? You know, product can give you the leeway to travel the world yeah. and, and do. And it seems yeah, I can't see you in one salon. No, now. not <laughs> nowadays. Not because I like to fly around yeah. a wee bit. So I thought, well, let's do it. Yeah. So you know, two years of uh, trying to figure it all out, and uh, speaking to American companies that mm. were going to. <clears throat> you know, make the seaweed from here, but it, it's not the same grade. Right. Because there's a special grade of seaweed that we're going to use, right. and it's only Irish. Okay. And uh, this is what makes it so special, mm. this product. Right. Also, it's the water right. that we're mixing it with. Okay. Because the water in Ireland, look at look at how clear right. the skies are yeah. and how green yeah. the nature is. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Mate. And what is it about? And, and it's an organic product as well. It's organic. Right. Uh, you know, it's not 100% organic. Right, that's because too difficult. Because you need a little bit <laughs> yeah. of shelf life. Yeah. You know, exactly. So it will be like 97% organic. Yeah. But yeah. all the best ingredients. Now, the seaweed uh, hair serum will yeah. be mixed with arrogant oil too. Oh, okay. Just because it's all about conditioning benefits. Right. Because these products are not really about styling right. yet. You know right. what I mean? Like we're only doing three at right. this stage. When you told me about it, I thought it was brilliant. And, and it's a four-leaf four clover on the on the a, front and the logo is great. You know, because yeah. it's, it means and a lot to me, this yeah. here thing, you yeah. know? But that's, that that idea of, of the, you know, the, the organic uh, um, seaweed and... and Coming from the ocean. From the ocean. You and know then, what and I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it, this is as real as it gets. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not trying to be a L'Oreal. No. We want to be... Did anyone see uh, 
Leo DiCaprio's speech about the ocean. Yeah. I'm right there. Right, yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? This yeah. is what it's about yeah. now. And people, yeah. I think, nowadays yeah. are so concerned about their health, yeah. uh, the, the state of the world. Yeah. You know, we have to get back here and use the, the, oh, the, the earth's yeah. natural resources yeah. and stop making plasticides yeah. and, and, and well, things which is that... A, uh, which is one of the greatest <coughs> things about the modern world now. That, it, that, that We that, have that, the technology uh, to create and And the wealth to, to actually... <coughs> we don't have to mass produce anymore. <coughs> You know, we have the the technology to to produce small batch things, and you, so, modern modern day has given you the ability to 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 create this product and, totally. and bring like that spirit of, of Ireland, the cleanliness and century century old technique um, into your hair care line, and and it's it's a little visit to Ireland every so time you watch it. Because your hair. you know, you you know, this is why. You know, everyone I spoke to, you know, yeah. it's a great story. Yeah. But does the product work? You right. know what I mean? It's, right. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is a shampoo. Right. And it is a conditioner. Right. And there's millions of them. Right. And, uh, you know, you have the preferred choice. Yeah. If you want something that looks like a... Not like a you know something beautiful. Yeah. If you want a little something extra, you'll pay for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think... Making this in Ireland means. Oh, so it know, is all made, all in, made Ireland. in Ireland. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, great. It's costing all local. a bit more. But yeah, yeah, but that's you know. but that's otherwise it wouldn't <laughs> exist. Otherwise, otherwise, it wouldn't know, be that product. This story is not going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, for me, the the benefits of the conditioning are incredible. Yeah. Great. Really are, yeah. you know, and they're beautiful. It's organic, and yeah. it's it's just from the ocean, mate. Oh, you listen, know I can't I mean? wait to I can't wait to 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 see it. I've seen mm -hmm. some of the um, the 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 designs, and it's a great design, or great on the shelf, and uh, and I'm really excited for for you. I think this is a really good idea, and and I'm very proud of you, mate. I think congratulations. And what what's it called? Uh, well, it's, it's you know we'll, <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Well, Leon Gorman Hercker. Oh, mate, there's nothing embar embarrassing <coughs> about, know, uh, about people say you should call it you know other names. No. the Shamrock no. Hercker. No. But, but it has to be yeah you know, because listen you'll be you'll be me, selling you it. You know and, what I mean? And yeah. I'm selling it. Yeah. And uh, but and it's representative <laughs> of of you. You know, it's representative of what you've learned of the the last twenty years and of your hometown and. Of your home country, and 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 I can, you know, the way the way his little Irish eyes glisten when he talks about the the seaweed <laughs> and, and the coastline. Listen, you know, he really believes in these products. So look, give it a go. I know there's a million um, a million uh, products out there, but I think that this one is very cool, and I believe in my friend Leon. You know, I've spent all my life building other companies up right. and putting their names on my credits. Yeah. And finally, I'm doing my own goal, and uh, this means more to me than anything I've ever done. Right. Well, then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's it. And, mm -hmm. and I'm very, and again, I'm I think very for proud any of you, individual that want to do their own business yeah. or, yeah. you know. What would you say to um, a young hairstylist coming into the business now? What, what, what advice would you give? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I get a lot of, uh, when I go back home and yeah. I go and see my mates in the salons and they, and a lot of the kids say, you know, how did you get there? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. You just have to go for it. I think, I think it's inside you, isn't right. it? Yeah. Really. And, um, you know, no fear. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think if you want to always learn, things will come, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
That's the key to yeah. everything. Always about learning. You're right. Even if it's using your computer. Right. Even if it's using the remote control. Even if it's reading a recipe. Yeah. Um, you know, from a book or yeah. um, you know, going to uh, see is something. There, is, there, is there a movie or a book that that you would that has inspired so, you over uh, the you years? Know, yeah. Uh, you know, Blade Runner was, right. was obviously That's interesting. You know, yeah. Was amazing. Yeah. Because um, that would have come out big, when you were growing yeah, up. Like Do we, I, did I you know were, what was going on? Right. It was just like you know. But Daryl Hannah's hair in that that movie oh, yeah. was just uh, iconic still and then, so yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's funny because you look at all the shoots now, and they're still all reference. Yeah, well, it, is reference. <coughs> it, it, it is you know reference. It is reference, and it's just it's all it's everything is built on top of it of, yeah. of the other, and and you know for me it was always Abaddon. You know, Mid Midnight Cowboy was the big New York right. experience, wasn't right. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, I remember the first time coming into New York. I yeah. was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was like Batman. Yeah. And, you oh, well, know, that's the, that's it again. You know, it's like getting energy. back to to life experience drives your creativity. So, so, so I would say to just be open, read books, look, see movies, go and, for walks, and travel the world, and travel. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, and and keep feeding stuff into this cauldron and keep being creative and and, and it's a belief and believe in your ideas. I think was very important as well. See. Yeah. Bravo. Well, listen, that's that's been amazing, and it's been a great talk for you. And 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 I'd love to have you back on again again one day. Can you just tell us where people can can find you? You can find me out <laughs> on seven seven eight six five four three two one. No, I'm only <laughs> no, I have um I have an Instagram page, uh, Leon Gorman. Everything yeah. is leongorman.com or Leon Gorman on Instagram, Leon Gorman on uh, Twitter, yeah. Leon Gorman on Tumblr. <laughs> I've got it all sorted out. Um, and, and if people are uh, interested in contacting you for regarding uh, Leon Gorman hair, haircut products, where can they get well, in touch with on, you? On my personal website, there, on the they personal have website. my email and also my agent stuff there. Great. Uh, and, you know, if you do want to check out the, the product Instagram, the Leon Gorman haircut. Leon Gorman Hair Care on yes. Instagram, and um, so that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks again, mate. It was a brilliant chat, and awesome. I'm, I'm really good awesome, glad Johnny. to see you again, and, yeah. and I wish you all the best, and I know it's going to be a huge success. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. All right, thank you, everybody, and thanks for listening, and that was Leon Gorman. Well, what a great story that was, and I think there are several things to take away from Leon's story. And that was the first one, I think, that he was unafraid to get out of his comfort zone. I mean, who today is willing to sleep overnight at a train station in order to go for an interview? And because with great risk comes great reward. He also had grit. Not only did he get out of his comfort zone, but he had the perseverance to stay there. You know, he continues to learn. He's willing to admit that he doesn't know everything about his craft. And he acknowledges the masters like Guido and Eugene. And he still gets goosebumps thinking about it today. He has support, an amazing mother and now an amazing wife who can lift him up when he's down, who can discuss and plan with. Someone who is invested in his success. And also pride, that Irish pride, that pride of his accomplishments. And and he's able to acknowledge them to himself. It's really important to take a moment where things go well and pat yourself on the back. We tend to dwell on things when they go bad, play them over and over in our head, but quickly move on to the next thing when things go well. So when you have a success, take a moment, find pride in what you do, be proud of your own success. You know how hard you've worked. 
And you know, he loves what he does. And we all know how important that is. Passion and authenticity will make you stand out from the crowd. Well, that's another show, and thanks for joining us. Check out my Instagram, at jbukalil. Check out our website, daddyofm.com, where you can find all our past episodes. Tell your friends if you enjoyed the show, and if you have a moment, please rate and review us on iTunes, because it really, really helps to grow the show. Our pirate ship is gathering speed, and I want yours too as well. And a special shout-out to one of our loyal listeners from Ireland, Connor Maloney. Very talented director. Check him out at Conbag on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed Leon's story, Connor. Thanks again for joining us. Taking us out is Belfast Child by Simple Minds. Daddy-o out. Again. When the Belfast child sings again